It's time for Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. Welcome back. And this is Dan Perkins, and I'm with Black and White. And joining us today is a gentleman who's been on before uh, and talked about various issues. And there was a lot of things going on towards the end of the year. And I decided I wanted to have Kevin back on. So, Kevin, thanks for joining us again. Hey, uh, Dan, it's always a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me again. And uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, if you missed the last time he was on, Kevin is the co-founder of the um, Civil Rights Center in California and um, does a lot of great work along with other things. So um, he's been in the black, the business of saving blacks and getting rights longer than I have, but um, uh, that's one thing we have in common. Did you want to say something, Kevin? Yeah, actually co-founder of Every Black Life Matters, yes. And, uh, and uh, president of the Frederick Douglass Foundation of California and an executive with the Douglas Leadership Institute. So uh, yes, definitely in the, the, the vein of these movements uh, today that are right in the, the middle of what, uh, you know, the, the current vein of, of, of the necessary civil rights for all, uh, for everybody. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're fighting the fight for freedoms for everybody, yeah. Right. I, I just love the idea that every Black Lives Matter. I mean, that, 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 that stirs up a bunch of crap with a lot of people who don't believe in what you believe, but that's okay. But I think it's a, it's a, it's a wonderful sentiment to say that every Black Life Matters because to lots of people, black, black and white, every Black life doesn't matter, especially the ones that are in the womb and haven't been born yet. Yep, yeah. And that, yeah. Just uh, something real quick I, I'd like to say about that, because, you know, I, I just want to level set everybody on that, because sometimes people get confused about, well, isn't that still dividing? You know, when you say every Black life matter, doesn't, aren't you still sort of uh, making a statement of superiority? And, and we, we always want to level set everybody that for us, this is not a statement of superiority. When we say every Black life matters, it's a statement of equivalency. And what we mean by that is when Margaret Sanger said, we want to utterly uh, exterminate the Negro population. She basically made a statement that she wanted to destroy all blacks. And of course, Margaret Sanger was the founder of Planned Parenthood, family planning clinics and et cetera. Um, and, and, and she has done, and you know, Planned Parenthood has done a masterful job, unfortunately, at doing that. So you have every all other ethnicities being born at this level, and you have blacks being born at this level. When we say every black life matters, we're merely trying to bring illumination that blacks are being born at this level. And we're just trying to make a statement of equivalency so blacks can be born at the same rate that everybody else is. So, so that's what we're, it's a statement that all lives matter, all human beings should be born dignified at the exact same rate. So it's a level, it's a statement of equivalency. If you, if you, if you really firmly believe that all lives matter, that every life matters, then we're saying the same thing. It's just 
we're seeing every Black Life Matters to illuminate the evil, the maniacal scheme of people like Margaret Sanger and other eugenicists that wanted to, that continue to want to exterminate Blacks and are precipitously uh, and demonically having Blacks, um, you know, uh, disproportionately exterminated and trying to keep us at this level, our birth rates at this level, while all other ethnicities are being born at this level. So we just want to be born at the same rate that everybody else is. That's it. So we didn't discuss this. And I, so I'm, if you want to pass on the question, I doubt that you would, but you, I'm giving you the opt if you want to. Um, who's the Margaret Sanger of today? Uh, the Margaret Sanger of today is, well, I mean, Planned Parenthood is still um, doing their thing. But the Margaret Sangers of today are all the people who would align with Planned Parenthood, support, endorse, take monies from, and all of that. And you could, you could just infer who that would be. There's people who have entire platforms, party apparatchiks, who align behind Planned Parenthood. So whoever that would be, uh, I'm not trying to be overtly political here, but whoever aligns with Planned Parenthood and who, who, who asserts Planned Parenthood is our friend. And, you know, those are people who align with Margaret Sanger, who wholeheartedly agrees with, uh, with her maniacal scheme to exterminate Blacks. This is a systemically racist organization by definition. They actually meet the definition of systemic racism. And you have these political parties, these political people who wholeheartedly agree with them. And nobody calls them out on it. We do at Every Black Life Matters. So as we talked about before we started the show, we, we were talking about things that we wanted to talk about. And one of them was um, your reaction to the fact that it appears that the Build Back Better bill uh, is possibly not gonna pass. Yeah, so the Build Back Better bill is possibly not going to pass. Hopefully, it won't pass um, because it, you know, uh, the, uh, you know, they did the final uh, analysis of it, um, and uh, the reality is, is that it's about three trillion, uh, with a T, trillion dollars, uh, when it's actually uh, properly, um, you know. Uh, when it's actually properly looked at over time, as opposed to the tricks that they were, they were using in there. And so Manchin and Cinema and a few other senators actually, they took a look at that and they said, look, even $1 trillion, it's an astronomical amount of money. I mean, it, we, we, we play with trillions like we, like we really understand it. Okay, we go from billions, a trillion is just the next iteration. Trillion, a trillion dollars is really an unfathomable amount of money. A lot of us, we think we understand it. We don't even understand what a trillion dollars is. It is a, a, a crazy amount of money, mm -hmm. and let alone multi-trillions. Here's what happens. When Biden came in office, he says, look, we are not going to tax the American people um, unless you uh, make over $400,000 uh, $400, a year. Mm -hmm. The reality is the inflationary pressures that we're already feeling at the gas pump, with food, with all of these other, you know, with, 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 with various items 
are already are already acting as if they're attacks on the American people, and it's especially disproportional on the working class poor or the non-working poor. The poor are feeling the brunt of all of these inflationary pressures. Build Back Better was going to make it worse. Three trillion dollars printing money, digitizing money, printing it, buying it back, and doing all the tricks that we do within the Fed uh, to, to try to absorb that, uh, that amount of money uh, was going to just accelerate inflation over time. And so uh, the kind of inflation uh, that, would, that would then be felt, especially for the poor, would be, would be really, really egregious. And so uh, Manchin is actually doing a favor for the working class, the people that we care, that supposedly we all care about, but right. especially for us at, at every Black Life Matters, we, uh, we fully understand. See, I was born in abject poverty, okay? I was born in Hunter's Point, uh, you know, housing projects in San Francisco in the 1960s. And so I understand that you know when you when you work paycheck to paycheck and you're having to deal with incredible inflation you really you're trying to you know figure out how do you make this you know these few extra pennies last until your next paycheck and when you have you know just a certain amount for gas or just a certain amount for the bus and you and now those those prices are going up for for each paycheck it 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 really you know it's it's a it's a problem and when we have this kind of pressures going up practically every other week now with all of these inflation with Biden's White House, this is, this is really, really a problem. And, and so for, for, for most of your middle, upper middle class and, and other types of, of, of income levels, we don't feel it as much. For those people who are working class poor and, and those who are not even working, but just in the poor categories, it's exceptionally hard. It's exceptionally difficult. And so... Uh, by, and so Manchin, Cinema, and some of these other senators are really doing the American people a big, uh, a big service by standing against Build Back Better because it was going to really disproportionately harm the the poor in in America. And so we needed to stop that. And and, and so this is this is a good this is good news. Yeah. So I have one more question, and then we'll take a break. Um, it seems to me. Um, I'm 76 years of age. I remember what it was like living and trying to survive when Jimmy Carter was president. But that's between two and three generations who have not experienced this type of hyperinflation. Right. And it's a experience for them. And many millions and millions of people don't know how to deal with it, including poor. Right. And that puts, puts us in a situation where we have people who are trying to figure out what to do, but have no experience in what it means to see the kind of inflation. We had a consumer price index came out last week of 6.8, which was um, more, um, oh, where did you, was more than what they expected. But on Friday, we had the producer price index, which was higher than expected at 9.8%. Yep. Now, that's a number that, that understand that producer prices 
are a reflection of the inflation coming in at the wholesale level, and they're going to get passed through to the retail level to the consumer. Yeah. So we're not looking ultimately at 9.6 or 9.8% inflation for the consumers the next time the CPI comes out. Yeah. We could be close to 8, 9%, maybe 10%. Yeah. And if not, within the, within the first quarter, we could see consumer over 10%. That's really dangerous. And some people feel that had the big Build Back America and, and the anywhere between $2 trillion and $5 trillion, depending upon who's counting the pennies, uh, this economy couldn't handle it. So we have to take a break, and then we'll be right back with Kevin. Yeah. The midterm elections are coming fast. The Biden administration has failed you, the American voter, in so many ways. It's hard to keep track of all the things we need to be concerned about. I want to focus your attention on one issue that I believe affects hundreds of millions of Americans every day. It's an issue that you can follow every day without the government trying to spin the issue away. These two images will bring everything you should be concerned about into focus. The first image is a gallon of milk, and the second is a gallon of gas. You can ask any American how much did they spend to fill their tank full of gas. 50, 60, 70, $100 or more every time. Ask yourself, what were you spending before Biden became president? Half as much? Even less? Your family budget is being shrunk because of inflation. And you may find yourself having to make hard decisions about feeding your family or feeding your car to make money to pay for gas and try and feed your family. Every time you pull into a gas station between now and the midterms, watch the dial spin away your money. Ask yourself who is responsible to make it spin higher and higher. When you walk into the voting booth next November, before you pull the lever or mark the ballot, if you see somebody with a D after their name, think of the D uh, standing for people responsible for taking your dollars. It's time to vote. It's time to vote Republican. It's time to vote for Heath Loftus for senator from the state of Arkansas. Welcome back. We're talking to Kevin. Kevin McGarry, yes. Yes, sir. Okay. We want to talk about now that the Build Back Better legislation is put to rest for a while, the Senate has to move on to the new voting rights bill. And I'm curious as to what your thoughts are about this proposed legislation. Well, uh, you know, first of all, let, let's, let's, let's give credit where credit is due. Uh, leftist, progressive Democrats are absolute masters at uh, changing vocabulary and manipulating uh, uh, vocabulary and vernacular. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they, they change the meaning of and, and nomenclature in order to suit their purposes, but the nomenclature is almost always completely the opposite of what they what it's inferred to be and this is no exception here, here's the reality um the the voting rights that they infer is a complete takeover of of all of the voting laws throughout the country uh completely uh overtaking uh states rights 
um, and the, the rights for states to run their own uh, sovereign voting systems and how they would run their own elections. So basically you'd be federalizing, if you will, all elections across the entire country. Um, this would be a disaster um, because then the sovereignty for each of the states and states' rights as a result of that would be gone forever. And um, you would be giving then the ability uh, for the federal government to dictate and therefore, if they wanted to cheat, and you, you know, if you've if you've if you've seen anything from the past election or past elections, you know that we don't have the the most um, forthcoming. Let's just put it that way: the most forthcoming government apparatus as it relates to elections. And so, I don't think we would want to give them unfettered ability to just run our elections at a federal level across the entire country. So this would be a disaster at all levels. So here's, here's the deal though. Um, if we have even one vote that is, um, that is counted, that is not supposed to be counted. So in other words, if we have an undocumented or an illegal voter, however they're illegal, whatever, that, that neutralize that 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 is that is counted uh, a dead person, an illegal person, whatever, a pet that votes. Um, that neutralizes the vote of uh, uh, an actual voter of a citizen voter, right? So that is what that is the definition of disenfranchisement. Okay. So if you then have an entire if you have, if you extrapolate that then by multiple thousands or multiple millions, you know, you have tremendous disenfranchisement. So we used to hear all the time about, uh, and we used to see marches from uh, Sharpton and, 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 and Jackson going to different places in the South, talking about voter disenfranchisement, this and that, and right, getting, getting you know, these, these, these places riled up about voter disenfranchisement. Mm -hmm. Voter disenfranchisement is when you have people that in mass scale are casting votes um, that, um, you know, illegally, like what happens in Chicago. As a matter of fact, it happens so often, Bob Dole is part of his, his obituary. He did a joke, you know, uh, you know, I hope I don't, you know, end up being one of these, but I forgot what the actual joke was, but they read it at his, um, as part of his funeral. He says, you know, maybe I'll come back and something to the effect that I'll probably be voting in Chicago, something like that. Um, and, um, uh, but it happens so frequently all the time that some, some, so many people joke about it. Dead people voting, pets voting. In California, we sent out COVID rules this past election with uh, Larry Elder, where every mailbox, every, every single address got a ballot. They didn't check whether they were a citizen or not because it was COVID rules. Every mailbox got a ballot 
which means every vote, every, every, every person could have voted, irrespective of citizenship. That's massive voter disenfranchisement because that means that every person that's a citizen that should have been counted uh, was, was neutralized. Our votes were neutralized because illegal voters and dead people and pets and others neutralize their votes. That's massive. No, but no, yet we didn't have any protests. Nobody stood up for us. So, so what's the, the problem with this new move, this, the, you know, what the, what the Democrats are pushing is they literally want to disenfranchise all citizen voters. They want to uh, permanently disenfranchise everyone and run it federally where they will, because they already told us what they're gonna do. They're gonna send mail-in ballots to every address across the country automatically, automatically when you, you know, uh, they're gonna send mail-in ballots to every address. This is what they wanted to do. This is part of the legislation. This is part of the legislation. And uh, every person with a driver's license gets a ballot. And then it's up to you to do the right thing. If you're not, if you're you're not a citizen, it's up to you whether you you know. Do you do you understand what I'm saying? Absolutely, I understand what you're saying. I, I but I I think I think what you're saying is true. But there are people, millions and millions of people, are saying to themselves, "Well, I understand what Kevin's saying, but in reality." It doesn't really make that difference. And that's where the big fallacy is, because if you look at how Joe Biden won, he won in precincts in six cities that were that voted more way beyond anything would be possible. Yep. So that some of those cities had 125 to 140% voter turnout. Right. I, <laughs> I agree with you. Doesn't that, should, should cause somebody to say, wait a minute, was uh, Philadelphia being one of those cities? So, so the, that the idea, there is a, a wonderful book that I have finished reading, which I'll get you the name of the, and I, I, I'm not, I just read the, I heard about it. I interviewed the authors. They were terrific. What they have to do is, it, but I'm, I'm, I'm listening to this. I don't have time to sit down and turn the pages and read. I have to listen audio. And, and I think that's a, a funner experience. But I listened to this, sh this story of example after example after example of places all over the country from presidential elections the governors, the senators, to mayors, the county commissioners, to dog catchers, the amount of corruption that goes on in this country today. And by and large, many of the American people are indifferent to it. Yeah. And, and, and if you take, just take one of the things that you said, that they wanna bring the election to the federal level. The only way to do that legally, in, in my opinion, through the Constitution, because the Constitution is very explicit that the rules for electing officers 
and representatives remains at the power of the state and local governments. The only way the central government would have an opportunity to get control of the election process is through a constitutional amendment where the voters agree with this, but that'll never happen because they know that they would not win a a right of taking away your vote. And, And there are people out there, Kevin, that are saying, well, what you're saying isn't really true. And I, and I, it, it frustrates me a little bit to talk to people who don't understand what this legislation is going to do. You know, um, Kamala Harris was talked to, was interviewed a few weeks, a few months ago, and she was talking about voter ID and that, that there are some people, many of them Black, don't have the ability to get a, a, a voter identification card. Now, see, this yeah. is, you know, this is the kind of thing that incenses me, okay? Mm-hmm. Because what it does is it infers that Blacks are innately ignorant and we, it infantilizes Blacks. Like we, we're inept, we're ignorant, we're dupes, we're fools, we have no capacity to act like every other American does. We just, we just, we don't know how to get a driver's license. We even had Biden at one point say, we don't even know how to use the internet. Uh, we had Biden say, um, you know, blacks don't, you know, when they use the internet, they don't know how to get on and look for COVID resources or to learn how to, how to you know, get ballots for voting. Biden said this in, in uh, uh, he was with, um, uh, it was a town hall he was doing with, um, uh, Anderson uh, uh, Cooper. Cooper. Anderson. Yeah. And, and it was like Anderson Cooper. Yeah. And it was like, um, uh, what's the matter with it? This is, this is racist, demeaning, completely insensitive. Blacks know how to operate in this United States. And what they're doing, the only reason why they say and, and do this stuff is because um, um, they, they think that they can get away with it. They think it's a popular talking point and they think that, um, that it holds water, um, that it's actually a valid point, that people won't call them on it. And too often, we don't call them on it. We don't call them racist for saying these kinds of stupid, insane things. Here's the thing, we have to remember, that if you don't have a driver's license or an ID, you cannot get a job. You cannot uh, get a prescription. You cannot go to the doctor. You cannot get a shot. You cannot uh, get go on. Uh, you cannot go on an airplane. You cannot drive a car. You cannot, uh, you know, go to school. You cannot get a diploma. You cannot. I mean, you can't do anything with an ID. You can't go into a, a public building. You cannot. Do you understand what I mean? You, you really can't exist without the ability to get a, a, some kind of a form of identification. So what are you saying? Well, what I'm saying is we got to have you back to continue the story because we're, we're out of time. Oh. We've been having a wonderful conversation with uh, Kevin McGeary from Every Black Life Matters and a bunch of other organizations. Um, tell us, tell the audience how they can follow you and your organizations. 
Yeah. So uh, the best way to learn more about who we are, what we do, what we stand for, how we stand up for freedom, how we stand up for liberty, how we help America is to go to our website, everyblm.com, everyblm.com. That's our main website. You can get there by .org too, but everyblm.com. Uh, on that website, you'll find that we have a partner site. You can become a partner, see our training. There's all kinds of exclusive content on our partner site. Um, and then as well, you can go to our resources page. We have COVID resources, exemption letters, uh, the truth about COVID, and uh, help you to maintain your, uh, your body autonomy, your personal sovereignty, without having to bend to government mandates and those types of things. So we have all of those types of resources there for you uh, to maintain your freedom. We have CRT resources. We go around the country. We, we help you to combat uh, critical race theory. Uh, so you can talk to your children and grandchildren and your uh, neighbors and communities about the truth about critical race theory and about that racist ideology and about how to fight that appropriately. Uh, we will also come to your community. So you can request us come to your community and we'll come out and we'll give you training and understanding about critical race theory and some of those other things, social justice and those types of things. So it's a great way to, to, to visit us, learn about us and, and request uh, our, our services and allow us to come in and work with you. Kevin, always a, always a pleasure to have you on. We'll have you on real soon again. Yeah, appreciate it. Thank you. Hello, this is Dan Perkins of Black and Whites Network. I want to tell you about one of our product sponsors, CV Sciences, and their exciting product called CV Acute. The news is full of the number of people who are getting Omnicon, even though they were fully vaccinated. People who are looking for alternatives, something all natural, something that may help protect them, even if you've had all of your shots. CV Acute is a supplement that is all natural. You use it at the onset. You take three doses a day for three days and you're done. Most of the science today is focusing on treatment during the first three to five days of the attack. If you want an all natural way to help your body fight the Omicron virus, then think about buying a bottle of CV Sciences Acute for each of your family members and have it on hand so you are ready if and when the attack comes. You can buy the amazing all-natural supplement at cvsciences.com. Do it now. Go to cvsciences.com and protect you and your entire family. For Black and White, a show that wants to bring all of us together talking again. It's time to hear from people who only want to deal with facts. It's time for you to re-engage in America. It's time for Dan and Daryl. If you are interested in reaching our vast black and white network audience with your products or services, then contact Hollis Media Group at 1-855-673-8635. That's 1-855-673-8635 for more information on this great opportunity.